You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to follow Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify, and of course, you can argue that sports.com. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my brother, John, some sports guy Hickman here on this fabulous Friday where we have a special guest, a hopeful new Texan at defensive tackle, Darren Daniels out of Nebraska. Cody, I can't wait to talk to him and kind of kind of gauge gauge him a little bit to see, you know, where he's at mentally during this draft prospect, uh, draft process rather, especially with everything going on with the COVID-19, not being able to be more active as he may have would like to be. And so that's what we're going to dive into today. I can't wait to discuss it. This guy in his last season at nose tackle had one and a half sacks, 31 tackles. And, you know, I think the highlight of his entire season last year, that big interception that he had. So can't wait to discuss what he can bring, not only just for the Texans, but to the NFL total. His draft stock has been rising. Initially looked to be maybe like a a, a late round pick. Now he may go in the third day. When I say late round, I mean like six or seven now. He may go in the third day. I can't wait to discuss his possibilities, what he can bring to a football team, and hopefully here in Houston. And speaking of draft, don't forget that the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Be sure to check out the Mock Draft every day this week, and we, the Houston Texans, kick off our today on the NFL channel every day this week on Locked On NFL. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow Locked On NFL on Spotify. What are we going to do at 40th? Well, just wait and see. The pick is in. We send it in in our mock draft, and hopefully you guys will like that. Cody, are you ready? Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for lending your ear for today's episode where we have, like I told you guys earlier on in the show, a special guest, you know, all the way from, I hate to say it, Dallas, Texas, but played at Nebraska, also spent some time at Oklahoma State, which kind of bothers me as well since I'm a UT guy, but Darren Daniels, my man, how is it going today? It's going pretty good. I can't complain at all. That's good to hear. So we know... Uh, there's a lot going on in the world that's affecting everybody in every community. However, your life could possibly change next week. The NFL draft is around the corner. This is something you prepared yep. yourself your entire life for. Kind of take us through the emotions of what you're feeling leading up to this day. 
does. Uh, it's it's very. Um, I've, I've I've been working out. I've been working extremely hard. You know, since like for a long time to get to this position, and just my emotions going forth, like throughout this process, has really been very. Um, it's been. I, I'm not for sure. I don't. I don't know the word for it. I've just been very determined. You know, I've been very determined just to really put my best foot forward and 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 to continue to put out all the best, you know, material, best work, you know, I, I can possibly can to, to make the best impression on all of the scouts and teams. And I feel as if up to this point, I've left it all out there. And, it, you know, I, I controlled everything I feel like I can control. And right now I'm just leaving it up to God and, and letting him, you know, take the wheel and, you know, get me to where I need to be. You know, you mentioned letting God take the will. And then I know in a in a previous interview, you mentioned how much your mom had instilled education into you and your younger brother, who's also at Nebraska right now. Kind of take us through some mm-hmm. of the things that your mom has uh, instilled in you throughout your entire life that helped you on the field. Just one thing my mom always instilled in us is that we're never like we never to quit anything. You know, once we started, we finished it. And that's kind of always been something I've always taken onto the field. Um, I've never – it's been several times where I've started a workout and when when it got a little too hard, like individual workouts where I'm by myself, like it's been several times where I'm working out by myself and it's gotten hard and I was too tired and I was like, man, you know what, I'm going to call it a day. And then I just go back to what my mom taught me and I'm like, nah, man, I'm already here. I already started. I might as well finish it. And that's kind of been my mentality towards everything. Um, started at Oklahoma State. My thoughts going into college was I'm be three and out, you know, I'm I'm getting in, getting out, you know, getting you know, getting in, getting out, getting to the money. And my mom made me promise that um I I, I stay and get my education before I, I let them make any moves and I did that. And even when I got to Nebraska, um, I'm here and I I was there and I wasn't wasting my time to sit here, you know, I have the opportunity to further my education. So when I got there, my mom was like, So you gonna are you gonna Take take this year off and and just focus on football. Or are you gonna be productive with your time? And you know I wanted to be productive with my time, and I started pursuing my masters. And I'm still currently, like I said, I started. I'm I'm finishing whatever I started. I'm I'm still in the process of finishing my masters. I'll be finished uh, summer of 21. That's the goal. But uh, I'm taking a little break right now. But even like now, I'm still determined on getting that finish. You talked about your determination. Was that the key that helped you build up your draft stock? Because before the draft combine, some projected you to go somewhere between the mid to late seventh round. But after that, your draft stock went up dramatically. I, I, I would I would say so. I would say so. I was very determined, really, just to compete. I'm very uh, I'm very competitive, not not just with others, but also with myself. I always try to outdo myself the day before. So if one day, you know. I'll say I'm doing I'm, I'm running gases. If one day I do five gases, the next day I'm doing the same. I'm I get the five gases and, and I'm like I'm, I'm gonna do another one because I always want to compete with myself and I've always determined to to do better than, than I always did. So being able to go to the combine, I was able to push myself and then also having other guys right there to compete with and, and to see how they're running and see how they're moving and then they're also motivating me at the exact same time. It just really it gave me a lot of energy and I feel like it put me mentally in a position to where I can just continue to push myself and compete to a high level to where, you know, it put me in a position and show it showed up to the scouts and it showed up to the coaches and it, and it showed that, you know, I'm able to, to be a good player at the next level. 
Let's talk about that, your mentality of where you take things on the field and how you use it to, you know, fuel yourself. You've been a winner since high school, won the state championship in Dallas, and that mentality of winning does not go away. But over the course of your collegiate career, I mean, there was difficulties. Did you ever see yourself transferring, uh, going to the Big 12, from the Big 12 to the Big 10? Did you ever see any of that in with that winner mentality, how long did it take you to just say, you know what, let me reset and get back to what matters the most? Um, it transferring to Nebraska, it did not occur to me at all. I didn't even going into college, I never really thought that transferring would be in my future. Um, but I'm so fortunate, I'm so glad that it happened because it had it gave me the opportunity to, to not just get two different fields with two different conferences, but also reach out and, and broaden my network and and add a lot of new brothers to my family and with the mindset it was it's just it's just it's never it never went away it never goes away I um what my my I say my my mentality as far as going into games and competing is always um it's always to enjoy it you know that's something that I football at, at the end of the day is still a game it's still a game and I and I will continue to do it as long as it brings me joy. And I don't see that joy leaving anytime soon. So every time I'm on the field, it's fun to it's most importantly it's fun to win. But me, it's fun to push myself and it's fun to compete. And every time, every single play, I just try to get those little victories. In my head, I, I try to I challenge my teammates to get those little victories every single play. And, you know, plays that up and then it shows on the scoreboard at the end of the game. Absolutely. And, you know, let's talk about this because I think this is huge for what you can bring to an NFL franchise with your experience of playing in the past happy Big 12 and then your experience mm -hmm. of playing in a more balanced Big 10. What could you add immediately to an NFL roster? Versatility. Versatility. I say that um, I've had I've had in the past I've had at Oklahoma State, I've had experience playing a three technique. In a four-man front, I played a three technique. I've also played a shade, and then there's also been little. There's also been a few situations where you see me line up outside in five, and then in Nebraska, that's where you see me being more solid, playing head up, like head up on linemen. And I've also played a little four eye, you know, some some two gap, and then that um, in the Big Ten. So I feel as if going to that next level, that's something that a team will be able to get out of me as somebody who's very versatile. And I've had to learn new defense. I've about to say learn three di new def defenses. My first three years at um, Oklahoma State, I was under Glenn Spencer and I loved his defense and learned his defense. My senior year, I was under Jim Knowles, had to learn his defense as well and got it to where I knew it like the back of my hand and I get to Nebraska, I have to learn a whole new style of defense and I got it and got it under my belt. So I'm, I'm familiar with either front, either defenses and um, like I said, as far as versatility on, on, on amongst the front, I can play anything you want me to play. You know, with your size and your strength and your 4-9 speed, you know what player you remind me of? Who is that? This Wilfork. Just you know super crazy. The way you broke that, that down was so amazing. I've heard that so many times about this process. Yeah, just the way you broke down the different shapes. Because I love football, right? And I play football. And the way you broke down the shade, the gap, the techniques, and how versatile you are. And then your last season, one and a half sacks at in the inside. And then you have 31 tackles. And then you have your interception, which uh, let's talk about the interception against Purdue real quick. 
that interception was not an accident. It was just based off knowledge. It was just based off. It looked like you read you read film. You kind of saw some tendencies and you took advantage of it. And it was a smart play by yourself. And Vince Wilford has always been a bigger, smart guy. That's how he wins. That's just he he space yeah. up and he makes everybody life easier around him. And then at the at the at the moment where you just take off, then you know there he goes taking a shot. He, he's he's eating. And I actually love what you said about Vince Wilford. How he makes things makes things easier for people around him. I like to think of myself in that same position. Um, I like to think of myself as a table. I, I want all of my teammates to eat off of me. I want all my teammates to eat off of me. And I and that's and kind of how things have shaped out in my career, where I'm doing a lot of giving and I'm throwing a lot of assists to my teammates and making a lot of plays. Um, due to me, you know, being disruptive or me taking on multiple blocks they start to lose track that I am an athlete too and that I, I, I'm capable of making plays. So when they forget about me and they sleep, you know, a big play happens. And, and now it's like, oh, we got to read. They have to go back and reevaluate how to, think, how to, how to attack again because I, I, I shook things up by making a play or two. Hey, Darren, in the midst of everything that's going on with the coronavirus, how has this impacted your ability to prepare for the NFL draft, you know, with facilities being on lockdown? You know, just how has this affected your ability? Um, it hasn't really had that much of an effect as I, as I thought it was, as, as I thought it would. As far as working out-wise, um, I'm working out at one of the local high schools. I'm able to get in my, my work, my strength and my strengthening up there, lifting some weights, um, pushing myself really hard in the weight room. Uh, so there's a guy out here who does uh, my speed training as well. I'm out here outside on the field working out with him. I also got my pops who gets me on the field. He's always giving me, uh, making me do D-line drills. And we're always, mm -hmm. he's watching my fight. We, he has all my games. He has every single game from this past year recorded as well. So we watch that. We break down that film. He has his old film from when he was playing in college. We watched him break down that film as well. And every, I feel as if, um, I feel that the coronavirus hadn't affected me that much because I have access and I have the resources that I need to still be successful. I think the only resource I wish I had was, um, I'll say, more, better choices than food. My family, they, they do <laughs> they do a good job. They do a good job of, of making sure my, my meals aren't too uh, hearty. But, you know, Texas is everything big. So, you know, the portions are big, too. <laughs> you know, um, in the midst of the coronavirus, the NFL has been very adamant about making sure that the season starts on time in September. Do you have any concern knowing that there is a small chance that your rookie season may be put on delay? Not really. Um, it, I, and if that in that case, I'll think of it as a redshirt year. It gives me enough time to learn a playbook in and out, allow me to gives me an opportunity. I'll say it, it'll give me an opportunity mentally. To get an advantage, you know, over my opponents, people who are who are going to be coming in after me, who who wants to be in the position that I'm in, I'll just look at it as a as a mental year and in the year, get my body right, you know, a red shirt year, and I feel like that'll be, it'll be a blessing in disguise. I know a lot of people um, will probably disagree, but I, I see it as a blessing in disguise. It gives me enough time to to crack down. Get, get, being able to talk to my coaches and, and meet with them and get understanding of what they want out of me as well. So being able to put myself in the best physical and mental position. So when it is time to go, I'm already ready and I'm ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Darren, 
man, I, I really do love talking football. And simply because, you know, when you when you play football for a, while, a long time and you don't play it anymore, you miss it. But it's not about me right now. It's definitely about you and where you could possibly end up at. You've had a couple of conversations with the Texans, right? And we know that DJ Reader is no longer here. He's in Cincinnati. Would you prefer mm -hmm. to end in Houston, you know, right down the street from your hometown? Family will be able to come and see you play eight games out of the year. But what would be your preferred landing spot if you had a preference? I really don't have a preference. I really just want to play football. Uh, <clears throat> any any place close to home is good. Any place that my family can, can travel to and, and catch the games and, and be able to support in person, you know, I'm all for it. But as far as, like, Landing spots, I don't, I don't mind. I just want to play football. That's all I want to do. I want to play football. I played in Nebraska, where that's nine hours away from home. I played at Oklahoma State, which is four hours away from home. So I, I'm used to playing away from home. I just want to, I just want to play. That's it. What would be your goal for this season, your rookie year, and just throughout your entire career? What would be your goal that you can say, you know what, at the end of my career, I did this. Um, my, wow. Okay. So my two overall goals, uh, going forward into the NFL, I, I want multiple Super Bowls, not just, I, everybody, you know, has, I don't want to just play in Super Bowl. I want to, I want to win Super Bowl. I want to bring a championship to a team. I want to be able to have the parade. I want to, I want the whole nine. I want to be able to have, uh, I want to be able to have some Super Bowls, plural, under my belt. And I also want to be a Hall of Famer. Those are my two goals. And that's, those are something I'm strive to. Those are something I strive towards every every time I I working out now. You know, I, I want to be considered one of the greats that that influenced me to play this game today. Now, Darren, I just want you to know, you know, there is a possibility you can land in Houston. You could be wearing mm -hmm. that Texans red, white, and blue. But yeah. I need you to know, when they face off against the Cowboys, you are no longer a part of the Dallas Association. Okay, you would need to be 100% Houston. Okay, don't don't come to Houston yeah. with that Dallas stuff. Okay, you can't have the paradise yeah, turkey dude. leg. You gotta have turkey leg hut here in Houston. Either yeah, you that, gotta have turkey I'll leg come through, I'll come through with the swangers and and and, and uh, what y'all call it? the, the uh, ice cream paint on it and everything. Oh, okay, he know it. about it. He know about the culture. <laughs> He knows. And you know what I loved about your response to that in-game goal? You know, you mentioned a Hall of Famer. You mentioned winning multiple Super Bowls. You know what's wrapped up in all of that, that, you know, is a subtle silver lining? Getting that second contract, right? You definitely want to get that second oh, yeah. and third and fourth contract. Want to make sure that all of your uh, labor you're able to enjoy the fruits of, my brother. So, uh, I just want to say thank yeah. you again for joining us today. It was a pleasure. I love the knowledge, the the sh little bit of knowledge, you know, that you were able to kick to us to mm -hmm. here and then the listeners at home. I always appreciated hearing football players talk football. You know, it's, 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 it's lovely to me. And I appreciate it. I want to say thank you once again. Yes, sir. Thank all you, right, It's not a problem at all. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Well, next week, it's going down. We're going to be rooting for you. Of yep. course we are. We're going to tweet you the whole nine. And I'll tell you what, wherever you land, best of luck. I know you got it, brother. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
Jessica, man. That was a pretty fun interview. John, <laughs> your passion and love for the game of football. I can't help it. I really can't <laughs> help it. Hey, listen, you know, a lot of times, listeners, a lot of times we get so focused uh, around what's happening with the Texans that it can kind of limit. You know, it's kind of limiting, right, Cody? I mean, mm-hmm. it, sometimes with just football, period, there's so much more, but I know the listeners at home, they want to hear what's going on with the Texans, and I totally understand it. I agree with it. That's why you're here. You want to hear what's happening with the Texans, and, and of course, every now and then, we, we throw in TV shows, or at least I do, or music, you know, throughout our entire time hosting this show, we've discussed music, TV, all kind of crazy things, but you guys are here for the Texans, and a lot of time, it can be a little limiting, but when I have these type of interviews, I just want to talk football. And there was so much more that, I mean, we can get with Darren a little bit maybe after the draft or maybe before the draft and just maybe like have an IG live conversation or something where we can just talk football. Then, oh, my gosh, you guys will be in a treat because I can just sit back, listen, and then I can go back and forth just talking football. You know what I mean? Like, what was your coach like? What was your what was the atmosphere like? What was the culture like in both situation that you know you played at Oklahoma State you played in Nebraska I'm sorry I'm rambling right now but football <laughs> is just amazing I love talking about it which is why I'm here well Darren I, I really do mean it man we are rooting for you but you know if you somehow find your way playing for your hometown for the Cowboys I don't know man I might have to distance myself I don't know I don't know but in other news hopefully the next time I'm able to sit in on the Bill O'Brien press conference he can be talking about what you can bring to the Houston Texans. On Thursday, Bill O'Brien had his press conference, which was really, really good, by the way. And, you know, he talked about a variety of things. One of the things he talked about, he mentioned that David Johnson has passed his physical. So, ladies and gentlemen, that trade is now 100% official. And he also talked about Brandon Cooks about what he can bring to the team. Now, we're not going to go too much in depth on everything that he talked about. We're going to save some of that for Monday's show. But the one thing that caught my eye was when he was talking about Brandon Cooks, um, somebody asked him, you know, what do you think Brandon Cooks can bring to this team? He straight up said, hey, I think that Brandon Cooks brings a lot to the table. He's a tremendous route runner. He got great speed. He's really good with the deep ball. And if you look at his yards per catch over the years, it's really high. John, to me, it just seems like we got another version of Will Fuller. Oh, I'm not going to say that simply because, uh, honestly, I think Brandon Cooks is a whole lot better than Will Fuller, and I'm not saying that a to whole be shady lot better? on it. A yeah, whole a whole lot, lot better. better? Yeah, I a whole lot know. better. And I'm yeah, not saying that to be health. shady, but... Probably in health, and then we're talking about a guy who, who has concussion after concussion every other week, and I'm not being funny, no, no disrespect to Brandon Cook, but I'm not going to say a whole lot better. Uh, Brandon Cooks has had four 1,000-yard seasons in his career, and Will Fuller hasn't had any. So um, they have a similar this. game, but I'm happy that now that we are, you know, we understand that we're past DeAndre Hopkins in the era of him in Houston. I'm still happy that we have Brandon Cooks in because I trust him more on the field than I would Will Fuller. You mentioned that Brandon Cooks has for 1,000 yards as a receiver. And yes, he is the first receiver in NFL history who has recorded 1,000 receiving yards on three different teams. But John, 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 let me tell you something. 
for most of his career, Brandon Cooks has been the number one receiver on his team, especially in New Orleans. And you know you damn sure can't argue me about that. Will Fuller, on the other hand, he had to play alongside DeAndre Hopkins. So maybe this is an argument or a conversation or a topic we could have, let's say, this time next season. Or let's just say midway through next season. You know, you never know. All I'm saying is I'm not going to say it's a huge gap because we see what Brandon Cooks can do as the lead receiver. Will Fuller has never gotten that opportunity. Maybe this will be his time to shine. Hopefully we'll see. I, I'm just not really buying that he is a number one receiver. Uh, but we'll see. The jury is still out on Will Fuller for this season. I think it's only fair because he's going into this season for the first time without DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. But what's not going on for the first time is the the expectation that the city has that he won't finish the entire season because he's hurt. He won't play the entire season because he's hurt. That's the expectation that comes with Will Fuller at this point. He has to prove us wrong there before he can prove us wrong that he's not a number one receiver. So we'll wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, we'll wait and see. But like I said, the gap between Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller isn't that big unless you're talking about health. Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you for tuning in, lending your ear with us on this Friday. Was it morning, afternoon, evening? Does not matter wherever you are, whatever time it is. We just want to stop and thank you for listening. I'm John, some sports guy. You can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end, where my, I don't know if I should call it my forename is not going outside today. Because in reality, I'm not going outside today or tomorrow or really the day next outside of work. And hopefully that is a rule everyone is going by. So sooner rather than later, we can get over this coronavirus. But as always, my name is Cody Davis. And please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Well, you guys know the routine. Until next week, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.